0: Welcome to the Front Porceology Podcast. My name is Heather. I'm your host and I'm here with... And I'm Will. Jeremy, are you not going to introduce right. yourself today? I'm good. You're being really quiet. No,
1: I'm I'm feeling very comfortable here today.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's rude.
1: I think it makes the podcast more charming.
0: Why do you have a sweatshirt on?
1: Oh, Well, this is like a long-standing debate. Uh, I know with Will and... People that are close to him.
0: It's like 70 degrees outside. I'm sweating just thinking about how hot it is outside right now. I even have sandals on.
1: Jeremy never dresses appropriately. He either, like, well, he'll, like like we every episode, yeah, like he'll wear, like, shorts and sandals. Yeah, he always wears sandals when it's snowing. And then today, it's, like, 70 degrees outside. And he he's looks got like his, he's sweating, too. He's got his Germany hoodie on. It's so <laughs> soft.
0: Okay, yeah. well, he just kind of flopped on their couch. For our there. listeners,
1: you can't see it. He's wearing this hoodie that says Germany. And it's there's no flag, there's no picture. It's just. It just says Germany. Yeah, it's just the most boring font. I call it Times New German. It's just straight Germany, like the most boring sweatshirt ever.
0: Oh well, he just laid down beside of you. He's, Why don't you he, put your face the other way, away from Will? You seem like you might be sick, and I'm sure no, I think he he's would appreciate. Been feeling some, a little bit under the weather. He'd appreciate some space. I would appreciate some space between you also. So, okay, you just lay there and Will and I are going to talk since you're just
1: If you got anything You know, he didn't bring if us You got any anything drinks today, to say? So just pipe up, bro.
0: He must not be feeling well. Yeah. Um, so listen, I I taught kids church on Sunday and Yeah,
1: thanks for doing that. It
0: it was really nice to be back. Um, I've never taught the 3-year-olds to kindergartners before. Oh, they're And the I worst. realized why.
1: They're the worst.
0: Yeah, I realized why I hadn't done that in 10 years. That's
1: the peak level of depravity. Uh, that age group
0: it was so i taught this lesson you know i we love the jesus storybook bible yeah is that how well, it was called jesus Story, bible, yep. storybook bible
1: sally, uh, sally Lloyd Lloyd, jones
0: i was gonna say clark
1: sally lord clark
0: It's not. Um, So, I read the story about the Last Supper because that's what the lesson was on. Um, And, you know, the kids loved it because we were talking about Jesus washing the disciples' feet. And I don't know, it might be a while since you've read that particular story in that book, but it talks about how their feet were really dirty and stinky because, you know, where. So, it makes a really big point about that. So. I get at the end of the lesson and I thought, man, I kept their attention really well. You know, I was feeding them. I probably let them eat like seven or eight packs of fruit snacks each um, just to keep them distracted. And I was like, did anybody learn anything today? And two kids were like, yeah, yeah, I learned about stinky feet. And then one little girl was like, no, you didn't teach me a thing. And I was like, (laughs) man, brutally honest. And I was like, okay, well... I'm going to pray for you, little girl.
1: So I've only taught kids' class at our mm. church once. One time, yeah. One time.
0: I all it took, was The it?
1: only time that I did it, there was a little boy that cussed.
0: Oh, man. Was it yours?
1: No, it was not my kid. Was it mine? It was not your kid.
0: Okay, that's good.
1: And then he will remain nameless. But okay, it was not yeah. your kid or any of my okay, kids. Okay, that's good. But it was hilarious because, like, they were like, the one time one of the pastors <laughs> is in here, he's yeah. cussing in class. And no, Sunday we school. had
0: we had an awesome time. The kids were great. Um. I think we had five or six. I, I don't even know, but anyway. Um. So a part of you know, part of teaching those kids is they like to use the bathroom a lot. Yeah. So I I brought kids out to the bathroom like four times right. Sunday night. And I want to say your country song uh reference in sunday sermons was on point i had two of them you had actually, two yeah. and i was really proud because well, you was actually a, said it three times to- like you talked about it three divorce. times you were talking about the hebrew um, song yeah no you were talking about if oh. there was a naked wedding that there would probably, you know, there <laughs> probably yeah, yeah. be a, um, a country song about that. That but, was a
1: reference to uh, to the wedding in the Garden of Eden.
0: Yeah, uh, sorry, I should Well, some of our some listeners detail, might not yeah. have
1: heard the sermon. Yeah, sorry. They're like, why is he yeah, preaching our, about a naked, wedding?
0: March, I a naked wedding? Our sermon was on Mark chapter ten, verses one through Naked wedding. nor Have I ever been to he one? He doesn't want to either. I don't think. I don't think anybody does. <laughs> but um, I came out on going through the big D and don't mean Dallas, and I was like. Back there, getting yeah. it and singing, and I was really disappointed that ever like
1: I sang a little bit like of it. not
0: I know. I and feel I was like back there singing with you, and nobody they didn't. I mean, I didn't get I didn't hear a response, yeah. but I was back there singing with you. And maybe you don't pay attention to the people in the back. I'm often in the back it, yeah. because you know, I used to get a lot of coffee, yeah, and now there's no <laughs> coffee, but I was in the bathroom hallway, like singing and dancing. I missed that going through the big dean, would So, if I, um, saw that. I mean, I was getting it, and you were like, I think that was March, and I was like, yes, it was Mark. Mark Chestnut. Yes, yeah. it was Mark Chestnut. Yeah. There, so, so I preached
1: three services, and y- I think oh, you were at the eleven. Yeah, I was at the eleven. That clock. was the like. I feel like nobody at the eleven knew that song. Yeah, I was disappointed. I feel like in the other people. services, they kind of, they kind of knew what I was yeah. talking about, but
0: they laughed more about your. Joke about being pregnant at nineteen, then about the mark. I mean, oh, yeah. I was like, "What the heck? Who are these?" Yeah, that people? wasn't even funny. That wasn't even funny. Mark like, Chestnut's way better. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, anyway, relatable. the the passage of scripture that you preached on uh, three times, and I heard you preach it twice today too. So, <laughs> so I how many times you are gonna preach on. Jeremy, you um, were supposed to um, preach that. Why? Why did?
1: What? Why didn't you? Why didn't you come in and preach that, Jeremy? Oh.
0: Okay, well, apparently he's going to be a no-show, th- so, Jones. So I think today I and think Jeremy, the sermon Sunday. I think
1: Jeremy was a little bit nervous to preach about divorce.
0: You, so it's a really touchy topic.
1: It's it can be controversial. Um, so
0: can I be honest with you? Sure. I, listening to your sermon, it, I could kind of tell you were a little bit nervous. You could
1: sense the nerves.
0: I could, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know that I've ever been around you a lot of times where <laughs> I've seen you nervous, cause you know you usually just nervous, fly by the seat. I'm not of your nervous
1: pants. that often, but that was, yeah, that was. I was nervous because it's like it's so sensitive. Like, like it get, is. People and, can get easily um, offended when it comes to that.
0: And let me tell you, I really thought you handled it I was just really impressed. Um I mean I really did listen to it twice. I listened to it this morning and then I listened to it on the way up the road. Um and, you know, the times that I had bathroom breaks on Sunday I heard yeah, bits and pieces bit of it. I also heard it from the nursery, the you know, the baby room. Like I was like, Man, why is he so loud? But it was just you were in the next room on the T V. So Man, I was like our, um, um, one of our
1: staff persons um baker yeah really got the hookup with the nursery live feed he really TV did thing. i'm
0: really disappointed that i couldn't have we it in the other room. we are yeah um so i even like i had to figure out how to get my phone to project on the tv and i was like what is this fancy nonsense baker um, keeps
1: us in the 21st century he does he does a, if, if it a weren't for baker job. we would slip into like oregon trail days
0: Oh, that's interesting. It would just
1: be archaic around here.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so to jump back on the topic, sorry, you did a really phenomenal job. Did I even say that right? Phenomenal job. Um, I think you entered with you entered in with the passage. Um, the not the passage of scripture, but you entered into the the topic of divorce. Um, just talking about how. Um, if you've have any knowledge of church history before, the church really beats down, shames, and just is ugly to people who've been divorced. Like, and that, and you made it very clear that that was something that you were not going to do yesterday. And you did a beautiful job of being able to point the topic of divorce back to our relationship with, with Cross and. Um, and it it was really good. I think that's why I wanted to listen to it twice. I did you, really did you, inf-
1: uh, did. you see a lot of that growing up in the church?
0: Oh like, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I'm I'm a product of like divorce. The you know, I I came from a broken home. Mm-hmm. My parents were divorced when I was um, five or six. Um, so. It, it is. It's, um, you get the scarlet letter, and that's something that you're always like shamed with. That's something that's always brought back up or, or held against you. Um, uh, my mother never remarried. Um, and that was something like probably still to this day at her church. Sorry if anybody's listening, but I mean, that's still how they treat people. Yeah. Um, as if they're divorced, like they, like, um, a, like a second
1: rate, like a yeah. s- some kind of second class. Yeah.
0: Christian. Um, so I thought that, um, the way that you handled it was exactly how Jesus wants it. To, the topic of divorce, well, yeah, because be you can't
1: just like dismiss it either. It's like, yeah, no, if, you, no, if you've been it's, divorced, it's no big deal. Like it is a big, it's sin. It is, you know? yeah, and God I, hates it.
0: And I loved how you brought it out, like, um, in several different passages. Passage. I don't know why I keep saying passages, but in several d- different places in your sermon, like you just talked about how marriage is hard, like. Marriage is hard. Yeah. It is. Um, you can't give up. But I loved how you talked it's about the not relationship. That,
1: it's probably not that hard for you.
0: For me? <laughs>
1: well, you're married to Jason Cook.
0: So. Um, <laughs> if I was
1: married to Jason Cook, I feel like my marriage would be easy.
0: So, no, it's not hard for me. <laughs> But um, I can tell you with certainty it has been hard for Jason Cook to be married to me. Um, And I know that for a fact, and he wouldn't mind me sharing this. Um, You know, because I was a product of divorce or broken home, um, I did not have a healthy example of what a marriage looked like. I had many couples in the church who loved on me and even took me in as their own, and I saw bits and pieces but that was like in a car ride to church yeah, or right. like spending the night with them um so I brought all of that brokenness um, into my marriage and it about broke my marriage yeah. um, and thankfully you know Jason um you know you talked a lot about Amanda showing you grace like uh, I know it's nothing but the grace of God and the grace from Jason cook
1: were you guys were you guys young when you got married
0: um gosh I was 20 getting ready to turn 21 and he turned 25 the month after we got married so we were a little bit older robbing
1: the cradle a little bit
0: yeah he's pretty old he had to wait (laughs) till um, i graduated high school before we started dating but (laughs) um so you know it we have had to um jason has extended grace and forgiveness to me uh more times than i could ever give myself credit for yeah. for extending the same grace and forgiveness and you know thankfully um we were smart enough um that we realized that we needed marriage counseling a few years ago and we um, sought out a marriage counselor um who um you know was a christian marriage counselor and um we really got the help that we needed it had nothing to do with um infidelity or adultery or anything like that but just a basic skills of communication and um knowing why the other one is the way or acts the way that they Mm -hmm. do or responds to something um so we did marriage counseling for a little over two years or a year and a half something like that um and that was about like that our marriage has been now our marriage hasn't been like easy peasy since then but our marriage has been so enjoyable and over the last three or four years mm-hmm. since we did marriage counseling, um, that it it really made up for all the yeah. rough years of marriage yeah. for That's us. Good. So, yeah.
1: Right, now, you want Benjamin to get married young, or you want him to stay single forever oh, and gosh. live at your house?
0: No, I don't want him to live with <laughs> us forever. I don't. <laughs> I love him. So I always
1: say this. I'll, I always say I want my boys to get married like, as soon as they're done with high school. Yeah, just get like, on like out. I did. Yeah. And but you want the girls to stay I want stay my longer. girls to just stay single forever.
0: So, you know, <laughs> how, so what do you think? Like, you know, I, you and Amanda have been blessed and that you all have been able to stay married uh, through love and grace yeah, and the mercy of God. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. all the things that you talked about yesterday. But um, to me, like, I don't think. Your minds are developed develop fully at yeah. 18, 19, like not even until you're like in your mid 20s, probably. Oh, yeah.
1: I totally like You agree don't even with know that, what you want
0: to do with life whenever well, you're.
1: That's, <laughs> that's part of the reason I love that we got married young because yeah. because it helps shape that. Like, um, Mark Driscoll used to say this all the time. He would always – sorry to bring up Driscoll. I don't know what your thoughts on him are, but Driscoll used to always say men are like trucks and they, they drive better with like a heavy load. And and so like some responsibility can be really good and yeah um, and so I, like I think for me marriage um, marriage is kind of you know it was a motivator in college to like finish your degree and yeah and get a job and
0: for your grow for your up, up you know like and not
1: yeah. and and kind of you know one of our culture's big problems is just kind of continuing adolescence like well into adulthood yeah and um, and I don't like that trend I'd love to see the culture kind of trend back toward. Maybe not like you know fourteen year olds getting married, but yeah. like but getting married earlier in life and that not being some some kind of shocking thing to people. Yeah. But then also, you know, you have to understand if you're entering into marriage, you know, you have to do it with intentionality of this is the rest of my life kind of commitment. Yeah. Um, I'm not just going to you know deuce out if it if it doesn't work out.
0: Yeah, when it gets hard or things don't go right. my way. No, I loved what um, I loved what you brought up yesterday. The rabbi, hello. Uh and if I yeah, were his if I were his wife wa- yeah, I keep saying yesterday, if I were his wife, <laughs> his meals would not taste right because I put something in it. So and he'd be meeting Jesus soon. <laughs> yeah, right. it's like sign um, out and I'll here. let you I'll let you explain a little bit about that. Um so about that, what yeah, you said on well, Sunday.
1: Yeah, so Rabbi Hillel uh was the more liberal uh kind of a, kind of a prominent uh Jewish teacher of the day that was followed very predominantly by the Pharisees of Jesus' time. And he said that you could divorce your wife for any indecency. It's a misinterpretation of Deuteronomy 24.1, um, which is a clause in a law that has to do with how to deal with people who have been divorced. It's really a law about remarriage and, and how, to, how to kind of encounter some of those relational things. Um, but he had just kind of taken that and made it a law about justification of divorce, uh, which is not what its intention was. And so um, there was a more conservative teaching from a guy named Shammai, uh that said uh, adultery was the only permissible case for divorce. And so um that was kind of a more biblical teaching, but um but the people liked Hillel's teaching because he you know, he allowed them, he he gave justification for them to just find uh different women whenever they wanted. And it was it was very chauvinistic because it was only for the men. It was it was only for the dudes. And so yeah. like it and it's it's it reminded me did you see the uh did you see the video of the guy in Missouri preaching about women that that let themselves go and like...
0: I can't... Um,
1: <laughs> your fury's not going to allow you to talk I about it. I um,
0: can't imagine watching something like that. So no, I can't so say that I have.
1: Last week.
0: <clears throat> oh, may, last maybe, week. That's good. Maybe
1: two weeks ago. Okay. There was a pastor in Missouri.
0: Why did you watch it?
1: Oh, it was, it was on Twitter. It was everyone oh, on Twitter. Okay. You're not on social media right now, so you didn't no. see it. But just just pastor of this Baptist church and he's, you know, up front preaching.
0: Did Randy Ellis send it to you?
1: Uh, no, I just saw okay, it on my eyes
0: starting to twitch. Cause the stuff that I know Randy Ellis sends out to people. No, to Randy
1: did not send it to me. <clears throat> uh, there were people quoting um, tweets and stuff, and just kind of gotcha. calling him out. Prominent Christian leaders calling him out as they should. Um, but it, but in the sermon, he says some really gross stuff. I mean, so he he says the model trophy wife is Melania Trump. That, that was like his first point, <laughs> and then um, he starts to make the case that. That women need to make sure they stay uh, hot and stay good looking, um, so that their men don't look elsewhere. And, <laughs> and he and he just it's it's super chauvinistic and gross. And that's kind of like Hillel's stance. By the way, he's been let go by his church, which is good. I can't imagine why. And he's and he's in counseling, which is what he needs. But. Um, but yeah, Hillel Probably was kind on of like, list too, he's kind of like a modern day version of Rabbi Hillel. Yeah. He was like, yeah, if, if your wife's getting older and her beauty's fading and she's not as good of a cook as maybe you'd like, <laughs> then uh, yeah, just write her certificate of divorce and find someone else. Like, And it's just that flip Why do you think concept. men do that? Why they do that? Yeah. Because they're sinful?
0: No, that's a cute answer. <laughs> that's real cute. I know that's the truth.
1: I mean uh, women do it too. Right. Okay. Well, I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, throw stones at the other gender. I'm just saying, <clears> you know, well, women do it too.
0: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we do. So I've I noticed it. I'm sorry, what?
1: I said I've seen it.
0: Okay, well. <laughs> I noticed yesterday or shoot. What day of the week is it? Today's Tuesday.
1: This is being recorded on Tuesday.
0: We we normally record on Monday and that's why I keep saying yesterday. Yeah, we yesterday. usually. Do, yeah. Um so, I noticed that you quoted, or you mentioned Dr. Seuss on Sunday. Was that intentional? That was not or that
1: intentional. Was... Did you catch that I, like, hesitated after I did it?
0: I did, and, yeah, listening to it. it. Was I didn't catch a, it. It was it, like...
1: purely accidental. Yeah. Um, so, you came to our church's membership class once upon a time. Um,
0: did I? Oh, yeah, I did. I'm sure you did. You're a Maynard's, member of our church. Jimmy Maynard's house, so I, yeah.
1: I would hope that you did. Um, but in our essentials class, we always, one of the things we talk about, one of the units in our essentials class is how much we love the Bible at our church. Yeah. And, um, and so, like, that value. Um, there's a line in, like, my notes of Essentials class that, like, we won't preach from anything but the Bible. And I yeah. always just kind of use it as a jokey example. Like, am yeah. I preaching from Dr. Seuss? I'm preaching from the Bible. Yeah. And that was the first time I've used that joke since the Dr. Seuss stuff hit, yeah. hit the fan. And when I said it, I was like, oh, that was... That was kind of an insensitive time. time to use that, and <laughs> too so soon, too I just soon. kept right on going. But... <laughs> too soon. Yeah, so that was not intentional.
0: But... <laughs> I wrote it down in my notes. We like, can talk it's that about inten- Doctor Susan. Is that intentional? Want. No, so um, you know, I really don't. I I really did not have anything a whole lot to talk about um, when it comes to divorce. I think you did a phenomenal job preaching it. Probably the best sermon I've heard, and it has nothing to do with you. I promise you that. Um, <laughs> it was, um. It was just a really beautiful sermon on marriage and how um, marriage is so much more than a covenant between a man and a woman as husband and wife. Marriage is meant to lift our eyes up to something higher. And that was something you said. It's meant to, you know. uh, the church is the bride of cross and and he's the groom so i loved what you said um if you were not at church on sunday i know right now if you go on to the church app you can um watch the the sermon the latest sermon from sunday and you can also listen to it because i did both today um and you will see um exactly what i'm talking about but now i loved everything that you said about it and the the main point of the whole thing was just to talk about grace and how, um, how we can have that covenant with God and that relationship. Um That and I loved what you. I think it's in Timothy, Timothy maybe, uh, where it talks about where we're faithless, He is oh, faithful. Yeah, yeah. Um First Timothy maybe. Yeah. Two fifteen maybe. Well, I, I don't know. Two thirteen. Two thirteen. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, hey Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, Jeremy, I wanted to tell you that um, you actually helped shape one of the things that I thought was most impactful about this topic, um, and it has to do with God's law. Um, so, J- Jeremy, you've always taught me that God's law is meant to, sh- to show who he is. Like, it shows us our flaws, but it also shows us something about who God is. And so, when we look at God's law, you know, this past week, it was about divorce in specific. Um, okay, why will God not allow us why why has he made a rule that we can't get a different spouse? Well, it's because he's teaching us something about who he is. And so, like I think sometimes we look at the Bible, and we look at um, any kind of law or morality as as God just restricting his creation, restricting us, and yeah, kind of holding gone. us back from like comforts or whatever. But everything he's done is is to teach us something about himself. And really conform us to who he is. He's wanting us to be more like him. And so God is a faithful God. Yeah. And so because of that, because he's faithful, he's He's made a decree that he He hates divorce. He doesn't like it because it is the antithesis of what he is, which is faithful, loyal, um, yeah. committing. And so, um, so that's a thing that, that I really like that Jeremy's just taught me. Every law, you know. You know, every "do not," "thou shalt not," it it always points you to something about who God is.
0: Wow, that's a really important lesson, I think, for all of us. That's Jeremy taught you that?
1: Yeah, Jeremy taught me that.
0: Wow, Jeremy, my pastor, (laughs) Jeremy Barry. It would be nice if you could teach more things like that. But it's fine. Okay. Well, I guess he's not going to talk to me today. That's rude. So, no. uh, So, just to kind of touch on what's going on right now in our world. Um, you know, there is the controversy right now with the Dr. Seuss books. Um, you know, apparently these books were pulled and decided over a year ago that yeah. they would no longer be published, but I guess people have just learned it the last two weeks. Yeah, Mr. Potato the Head power no of longer social has social media, man. It's like, it,
1: <laughs> stuff just takes off. Mr. Potato
0: Head no longer has a gender. Um, he's lost his title as Mr. and Miss and you know, Mrs. Potato Head. Does They're he just... look the same though? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. So he's just
1: potato. He's head. just potato head. Yeah. Um, that sounds so classly, like classless. Like it sounds well, like. That sounds like insulting. Like.
0: Nah.
1: If you call me potato head, I feel like you're making fun of. Making me. fun? Yeah. Yeah. Would you do?
0: I mean, like yeah, I'm sure somebody's last, called last week's you podcast, potato head.
1: You were pretty derogatory toward me, but.
0: Oh, your clothes. Yeah. Did that's you get ne- rid of that shirt That's yet?
1: neither here nor there. Yeah. It's it's in the trash. Um, uh, but, uh, like, if you call me Mr. Potato Head, I feel like yeah. you know, you're being respectable at least. Yeah. But we're going to end up having to create non-binary, uh, you know, like we have Mr. and Mrs. There's going to be some non-binary. Like, you can do he, her. Yeah. Or he, she. Um, he, him, she, her. I got to get them right. <laughs> but, the, like, I have, I have someone that uh, wanted to be they, them. Yeah. And, like, I struggled with that. Uh, it was a female i struggle with that number one because she's a female Uh, but but secondly because like it's grammatically not correct like that's plural yeah
0: you're not more than one person so
1: i I think they're gonna create some non-binary pronouns um, and titles that eventually but the dr seuss thing is interesting because um there's a lot of misinformation out there like i i i talked to some people like like not just on Facebook. Like I've physically talked to people that thought that they weren't going to be able to buy like Cat in the Hat anymore. Yeah. And I was like, that's not what's happening. Like, it's like, it,
0: what? Where did you get this information? Yeah. It's just hearsay. They hear. They mm-hmm. don't actually. So you know, I'm I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't I don't think I own. it. We don't own any of the books that were you know that were decided not to be published anymore. Um, but we have checked them out at the library because you know. They do, They do this huge program in, Link, uh, Link, I guess, in all of West Virginia, like 1,000 Books to Kindergarten or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we used to go to the library and check out books a whole lot, and uh, Benjamin always tried to find the Dr. Seuss books that we didn't have. And I have read a few of them, and I did, like, in the moment. I was like, wow, this is... This yeah. could could really be considered racist. Like yeah. that, you know, I, and I would even like so skip over I some had, things. I don't think I'd
1: read any of the books that were Um, put. I would
0: even skip over some things that sounded like really you know, that just didn't sound right. So but um you know, so I understand the Doctor Seuss books. Um <laughs> there's been an an attack on Peppy little Pew. Did we talk about Peppy Little Pew last week? No. Nah. Where did, I talked about Pepe, Pepe Le Pew somewhere, it was a D group, I think, and um, so you know he's been pulled from things, and Dumbo has been put, has you know has got yeah. an advisory job. Now, at the I, top like, what I was gonna
1: say, I like what Disney's done. Um, like if you get, if you watch any of the old movies on Disney Plus, um, there's they'll have like an advisory or a disclaimer yeah. at the beginning, and it's like, hey, we acknowledge that like this is racist, and there's some some um some things in this that are wrong that should have been made in this way um i can't remember how they word it but they say like yeah we're we're getting better we believe that we're going to get better yeah and do better um and this is kind of showing us how far we've come and then how far we still need to go
0: yeah they're not pulling them and like saying hey we can't nobody can watch this anymore i I
1: really like that that's there. um but like, there's you know, even in the even in the Christian world, there's some you know the cancel culture creeps in because it's uh, you know, um, like there's a debate. You know, I had a debate with a friend of whether we could you know learn and glean from Jonathan Edwards' books. You know, he he owned slaves, and but this guy was you know greatly influential on theology and early American history, um, and and the church and the you know the Great Awakenings and and whatnot. And so, um, so I, I don't think you. You throw it all out. Um, but I think there d- does need to be a healthy acknowledgement that, you know, Jonathan Edwards was a sinner. Doctor yeah. Seuss was a sinner. Yeah. Um like like we don't elevate anyone higher than they ought to be except Jesus and Absolutely Um yeah. because he's the only one worth elevating and worshiping.
0: Yeah. But that's but that's that's
1: my that's my hot take on that. So I didn't mean to mention Doctor Seuss. I don't think anybody got mad except you. I know you're I don't, really no, offended. I didn't get, so. get
0: mad. I just took a note I of it. I can tell you're really offended,
1: so I just wanted to know. <laughs> I don't want start. you to cancel New Heights. I don't cancel want you, you to delete the podcast off your phone. I, I, cancel I you to,
0: and Rabbi Hillel. Yeah,
1: don't cancel us. <laughs> um, it was just, you know, I'll issue a statement of apology, and, um, and, and Baker's going to actually edit dr seuss out of the sermon so, okay thank you so okay. it won't be it won't exist anymore okay great and um what and are you we'll, going to put we'll in good. his place um jonathan edwards oh okay yeah
0: okay people be like who's that they won't even Pugh. Pepp- <laughs> that's
1: that's what i'll say instead of dr Homer
0: seuss. um no so i i mean i think that's all that i want to talk about you did we you and i were talking before because um i just it was like something had struck my mind and I couldn't say my words correctly but we talked about Beth Moore that's been a pretty big uh, topic the last I think last (laughs) actually Jason told me after we left here last week because Jason and Benjamin were like as we were in here recording um, information came out that Beth Moore had left the Southern Baptist Convention
1: Convention yes that's the
0: correct word are your thoughts on that
1: yeah, I mean, I, I think she you know she's entitled to to her opinions and and make moves you know for her ministry what she sees in the best interest of her ministry. I, I think she certainly got a case um, of what she's upset with, and um, I just I think the SBC is there's a lot of people in the SBC that's that's on witch hunts and yeah. um and you know whether it be whether it be theological in nature or practical or logistical in nature. Um, I think what you have in in a denomination, um, particularly like the SBC, it's set up to be an umbrella that kind of catches um, some some wide spectrum when it comes to theology, and um, and then what you have is when people have their particular nuance, and people not in their nuance are allowed under the same umbrella. They're like, oh, we don't like you. You don't have a place here. Yeah. And um, and you know the the reality is is I, you know, this is getting into my opinion, but I think Beth Moore did have a place in the SPC because her, her theological beliefs were in line with, we're in line with, with it, yeah. the with the confession of the SPC which yeah. is called the Baptist Faith and Message. Uh, the latest revision was in the year 2000, and her theological beliefs line up with that. Yeah. Um, now, I don't agree with everything Beth Moore does, and, I you know, I, I would not condone, you know, all of her teachings, but I think when you look at her orthodoxy and her theological beliefs. I think it probably lines up with um, fitting within the bounds of the SBC. And so I don't like that you know people were kind of calling for for yeah. her to you know go home or when when Johnny Mac told her to go home.
0: I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: John MacArthur said go home, and um, so I don't love I'll all be, that. I'll but, <laughs> be
0: interested to see since she's left the SBC if they'll kind of move on to another woman. Um,
1: yeah, I, that's the thing is I don't know that she was doing a ton. With the SBC in the first place, was she? I
0: don't think that she was. She was writing
1: um, books and like, I, mean, I know Lifeway was Lifeway is, doing yeah, some stuff. Yeah, I think that's
0: the big thing. Which Beth Moore has always had her own ministry, uh, Living Proof Ministries, right. um, and so she was just connected with Lifeway, and I think that right. was the big thing. It was like was, a publishing deal or yeah, something it was with a publishing, Lifeway, yeah, where it they were was. publishing her um, books. So, but um, I'll be curious to see what happens. I mean, um, she'll, in still, the future. she'll still oh, be no, able to Moore, do Oh no, Beth Moore, she'll do she'll do great. And, She's she is great. I and mean. the
1: SBC, <laughs> like by her distancing herself, like I said, it's fully in her right to do. The the SBC is not they they have no functional authority of the over the local church. Right. Which yeah. is why I love the denomination because they don't they're not overreaching. They don't have like a pope and bishops yeah. to tell churches what to do. So, like, if, if an SPC church wants to utilize, you know, the ministries of Beth Moore for yeah, they're more certain than welcome things in their to. church, yeah, that's, Absolutely, that's yeah. within their right.
0: That's good. I um, appreciate your answer. Um, uh, glad Jeremy has passed out and hasn't said anything, honestly. Well,
1: uh, would we expect him to say anything about this? <laughs> no, not Jeremy. We probably wouldn't want to hear what he thinks about no, this. No, I
0: don't want to hear what he thinks about anything, hardly. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think that's all I have today. I mean, I um, all right, I came very pleasant today and not in a hate, hateful foul mood. So <laughs> I don't feel like the need, I don't feel like I need to argue with either of you all, okay, or any of you all in the room. Like not even yeah. Baker today, right? Um. So, and I I really did the. Ser- if you missed out on the sermon on on marriage and divorce um, from Mark chapter ten verses one through twelve, I definitely recommend you go back and listen to it. Um. If you know somebody who has been hurt by the church over divorce, um, recommend this this particular passage, uh, this partic- this particular sermon to them. Um, I think, um, I think as a church that we, <laughs> I mean, we know there's church hurt everywhere. Um, there's a lot of times that things are preached and taught that aren't the gospel, that are legalistic, a man's belief. And um, I just really appreciate that you actually hid behind the cross on this one and let the gospel speak for itself. And and um, it was a beautiful thing. So thanks, Pastor. I appreciate it. Thanks. You.
1: Appreciate that.
0: Um, all right. So if uh, you don't have anything else to bring up and Jeremy's uh, like passed out on the couch, um, I think we'll call that a wrap for today. And we'll say thanks for listening. We'll Thank right you.